This is the Adam Gold Show. It's always cool when I have somebody on who shares the same name as I do. I won't forget it. Adam Smith inside Carolina on Twitter at Adam underscore Smith underscore IC. Uh, There's a lot of underscores. Were there a lot of Adam Smiths on Twitter that uh, you had to differentiate? It's like my underscore key got stuck. (laughs) (laughs) You made me get paid by the underscores. I don't know. It's an NIL deal. You have a uh, you have a special deal with the underscore uh, society. Uh, all right, got to get my collective on that, AG. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of things I we could talk about. Let's just start oh my with. Gosh. I know there's a lot going on, and we're not going to talk about women's soccer, uh, which was disappointing. Of course, last night I actually caught the very end of that. That's too bad. Um, let's but let us let's start with football, only from this standpoint. It's probably not that big a deal because I don't think Clemson's offense changes with uh, Cade Klubnick in versus DJ Uyunglele. Uh They both run. Uh, I mean, they throw the ball with DJ. They were throwing the ball with DJ. So I don't think there's a lot of differences in what they're going to do. But it sure did sound like Mac Brown didn't prepare for Cade because – they hadn't really used him that much, even though they had. Uh, they've at least brought him in to change the mood. They did that against Syracuse. It led him to a win. It didn't against Notre Dame. That just sounded really odd that you would say that we didn't really think he was going to play. First of all, excellent pronunciation on both quarterbacks' names. Thank you. Um, <laughs> obviously, DJU is uh, you know an epic problem for someone like me, and I don't know why I want to call uh, him Klubnik. I don't know. I don't. It's I don't know. It gets stuck in there. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't. You know, I don't. I don't know that it matters though. You know, that's the weird thing. I'm I'm caught in between of of caring a lot. You just don't hear that ad, that admission. I was – you and I talked about it a little bit the other day. You know, I, quite frankly, I was pretty surprised to hear that out of Max. Now, in Max's defense, uh, not that I came on to defend him, but right. um, he he routinely says that he, – he, he says, I'm not good after games uh, when they lose is what he always says. And we know Max okay. enjoys communicating. Yeah. Um, so, you know how it is sometimes that, you know, things can get twisted up there in the in the wiring. But, yes, when he said that after the ACC championship game the other night that that they didn't expect to see the backup, um, I, I frankly couldn't believe it because I was thinking, you know, this has been one of the major storylines, if not the storyline with Clemson all season. Right. Um, is uh, who's the starter? How many times have you seen Dabo in some video or something, you know, saying we're sticking with DJ? DJ's right. our guy. Um, and as you said, um, the Syracuse games jumps out the Clemson game, Clemson Syracuse game. They were both unbeaten and, uh, they went to, to Klubnik and, um, they were, they were down and he led, he led them to a win. And there was some sort of stat, like he was the first Clemson backup quarterback to lead a second half comeback since like, uh, Chase Bryce, I think it was like years (laughs) ago. Since Um, Chase Bryce. Yes. It's seriously, I think that's the stat. Like since 2018, when Chase Bryce came in for, I guess it would be would have been Trevor Lawrence. But um, anyway, yeah, that was that one surprised me um, because you know we went and looked it up after the game because I was like, man, you know, he had played in eight games. Yeah, uh, Kate Klubnik, and um, you know they had no, they had not turned the keys over to him like they did Saturday night. But like you said, they had used him as a change of pace. They had gone to the bullpen. Yeah. So 
Um, that one surprised me, and I don't think that that you know uh, it was the greatest quarterbacking performance I've ever seen. But he he certainly did shift the momentum for them and get them pointed in the right direction. It was a terrible start for DJU. I mean, they had two uh-huh. possessions. He did not get a first down. They punted twice. UNC's first first possession of the game, they go right down the field and score, and things were looking good for them there in the first quarter. Adam Smith from Inside Carolina is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Um, Transfer portal, Tony Grimes, Cam Kelly, both in there. Um, What are the concerns that you can see about, especially guys on defense, where they desperately need bodies and experienced bodies? Um, What are the concerns that you see from guys uh, who are entering the portal? Well, it it depends on how, like – rumor mill you want to go with this um because if you're a, if you're a unc fanatic uh which there are some um <laughs> yes yeah. there are <laughs> they the there's a fringe of the carolina fan base right now that is that is terrified that someone like not not to answer your question on the defense but is terrified that someone like alabama or ohio state is going to come tra- take drake may from them right um which is one of the reasons I think he was asked after the game, you know, uh, you know, have you heard from anyone? And do you, you know, like, what would your decision be? And he said, you know, my intention is not to go anywhere. Right. Um, so I th- in terms of the transfer portal, that is, depending how plugged in you are to to the rumor stuff, they, they, there's, a, there's a portion of people that are terrified that uh, – Ohio State's going to say, "Here's three million dollars to come play quarterback for mm-hmm. us next year." Um, so, but <laughs> uh, defensively, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, like, I don't think Tony Grimes getting in the portal was that big of a surprise, given sort of the way this season ended. You know, he all of a sudden didn't play mm-hmm. against NC State, uh, which I can tell you from the people I know around the program. Uh, that was a huge surprise. He had practiced all week before NC State, and he showed up uh, day of the game and said uh, he wasn't healthy enough to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then knowing that, he he did not start against Clemson in the championship game. And then he did come in, and I was kind of surprised that he came in because I thought they might be like, well, if you tell us you're not healthy enough to play, you ain't playing <laughs> this week, buddy. Um, so that one, that one was trending toward uh, – Grimes leaving, which, as we all know, I mean, when he committed, it was hailed as, yes. you know, I mean, the greatest defensive back recruit. I mean, he was what the high, one of the highest rated recruits mm-hmm. in Carolina history in the in the in the internet era, as we say. Yeah, um, it would be it would be interesting if uh, Tony Grimes landed somewhere. I, I'm just throwing at a random school like Georgia and balled out. Right. It would be That's, that would be damning. I think right. That, that's the fear. That's the fear again. If you're over, I'm over here speaking for the lunatic friends of yeah. the Carolina fan base. But that's the fear that someone else would get him and coach him up, and he would become a lockdown corner like he was promised to be. Um, I mean, he honestly had he honestly had a um, a very nice true freshman season when he should mm-hmm. have been a high school senior. Right. You know, that was came big, early too. That's right. You you good point. Right. I mean, he was like a Duke basketball player. <laughs> he, like, re- he reclassed, uh, you know, and, and, and he, he had a very nice – he had an excellent Orange Bowl against Texas A&M. 
Um, a really good one. I yeah. PFF had him graded out the roof for that game. Um, so, I mean, defensively, it, it, I'm, gonna, I'm going to answer your question here. That's fine. Um, you know, they've lost Rod Rod Dilworth to the portal. I don't think that was a surprise. I think they were trying to hold on to him during the year. I think he was hinting all, you know, in the middle part of the year that he was going to go. Um, you know, I think I think they should be okay defensively if, if, you know, this is, you know, knock on wood, if no one else enters. Who in the world, you know, there could be a, an exodus after the bowl game. I don't know. Right. Um, but if they, they if they stand pat where they are, you know, I think Cedric Gray, uh, the linebacker, you know, led the ACC in tackles, and he's sort of their heartbeat defensively. I think he will, you know, look and get an NFL draft grade and see where he shakes out. And there's a belief, now I don't know if this, the right people are telling me this, there's a belief that he probably will come back rather than go pro. That will be a huge mm-hmm. uh, get or keep, you know, for, for the UNC defense. Um you know they're going to be active in the portal, and uh, we'll see what happens. But if you keep if you keep a storm duck at the other corner, um, you know he may look around. I don't know. I think all these guys might look around. I mean, why not? Du- if you want money, I it, mean, it's it, what it's be a bad this business decision not to, wouldn't it? it? It's sort of like the way it used to be when you were going into your last year uh, in, in basketball, go test the NBA waters and see what, uh, see what they say. Hey, let me just ask you a quick basketball question before we have to, uh, let you go. Adam Smith from inside Carolina, uh, at Adam underscore Smith underscore IC. So nine games in, they haven't played really well in any of the nine games. They played well in stretches for sure. Uh, lost in four overtimes to Alabama had a lead late, uh, Indiana. That was, I mean, Carolina was clawing back into it, and then some untimely turnovers in live ball situations led to runouts. What do you think has plagued them more than anything other than maybe last year was more about chemistry than anything else? You know, that's that, that's the question. What 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 has plagued them so far? Because it's essentially the same guys. With the, with the exception of Pete Nance right. uh, and not Brady Manick. Um, you know, there there was a thought that I have had. I don't know if this is correct. I could be crazy. But I, I felt like uh, a couple of weeks ago just talking to them, you know, it's almost like they were in this sort of weird limbo where you're still looking back at the way the season ended last year with getting to the final four, getting to the championship game, leading Kansas by 15 at the half. Uh And then looking ahead, it's almost like you were looking back six, seven months, and then you're looking ahead six, seven months. This is before things went off the cliff is what I'm saying. This is is when they were uh, winning, but they weren't winning very convincingly with some of those mid-majors. So, you know, I thought they they were just kind of in this weird limbo of – you know, not really motivated in terms of, like, we're playing Gardner-Webb, all due respect to Gardner-Webb. You know, we're playing UNCW. We're playing College of Charleston, like James Madison. Um, I, I felt like they were looking back at what they did last year and then looking ahead to, to, to what's to come. Now, recently here with these four losses, I mean, there have been some very concerning things. You know, like, if you want to talk the numbers, they're, like, in the 300s in a sixth, mm-hmm. and there's only, like, 352 teams in <laughs> Division One. I shouldn't say only. There are 352 teams in Division One. They're in the 300s and three-point shooting percentage. The number of points they get from the three-point arc. Yeah. Um, 
you know, some of the numbers aren't good. It's it's not they, you know, I'm sure we all watched the Indiana game. There was just a strange lack of ball movement and standing around. I said at the Hubert, uh, actually after the game, you know, I said, you know, you guys don't get easy baskets. They just have not gotten easy baskets. And he's actually, I felt good. He said, you're right. I counted one easy basket, an inbounds pass to Baycott for a dunk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they're fighting it right now. Uh, and they need to get Armando Baycott healthy. He's got an ankle. He's got a bruised shoulder. He didn't play against Virginia Tech, as we all know. Um, but, you know, they're – there, it, it hasn't just been, you know, hit the button and we start back up as, you know, uh, a 30-win team that's not going to be right. challenged here, um, which I think so many people expected. You know, I think so many people expected just to – if you looked at the, the betting lines on some of these games early <laughs> in the season, it's kind of wild. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you're going to beat UNCW by 32? Okay, whatever <laughs> you say. You, you know, like it was kind of like, wow. Yeah. Uh, but – they're fighting it, and then you know Hubert has said that that um, they're defending you know Caleb Love and R.J. Davis differently. Teams are committed to to blitzing the ball screens mm-hmm. and not letting them get into the lane for those floaters and those runners, and then the dump offs to Baycott for the dunks and stuff. Um, so I think technically that's something to keep an eye on because I would say if we're having a a competition among the UNC fan base about who is most disliked right now. Uh, Tony Grimes and Caleb Love would be running neck and neck. I wish people uh, wouldn't do that, but that's uh, that's what they do. Adam Smith, Inside Carolina. You're the man. I appreciate your time, sir. Uh, it's we'll, always good to be on. Thank you, AG. We will do it again, I promise. Uh, at Adam underscore Smith underscore IC. They are throwing the Moroccan keeper in the air in a good way. Don't drop him. They might be uh, throwing Spain's penalty takers in the air. Morocco advances on penalties. They converted three. Spain was 0 for 3 in penalties. Tough way to lose. Tough way to lose. It was a a fun match. Mm -hmm. I thought Morocco was the better side probably for most of the first 70 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Spain had a lot of chances to score, and they just couldn't. But, I, I mean, I wasn't watching uh, intently, just it, on in the studio. Heck of a match. Spain is out. Morocco is through. Portugal will play later on, mm-hmm. and Ronaldo will not be in the starting 11. I'm torn here before I get to Dion. Yeah, there you go. Breaking news. Mm-hmm. I'm torn here because... Ronaldo has, you know, he complained his way out of Man U. Yep. And he got to the the World Cup, and his teammates had his back. His teammates were supporting him. And then he tried to claim a goal that wasn't his. Oh, yeah, right. right. Tried to claim a goal that wasn't his. I think it grazed the hair. No, it didn't. I know. Like, they have the technology that said, nope, didn't touch any part of him. So he tried to claim that goal that wasn't his. And then when they uh, subbed him out, he was moaning about being subbed out. And the coach didn't like it. He didn't like it. He didn't want it. He didn't want any part of that. So it's supposed to be about country, right? 
See, not for him, not for Cristiano Ronaldo. So I'm torn. Do I want Portugal to lose with him or win without him? I'm torn. Yes. One of the two. One of the two. So I kind of want to see Portugal win today without Cristiano Ronaldo. And then maybe have him not play anymore. And then maybe he can just go complain and leave like he did at Man U. Anyway, my fault. All right, so let's get uh, let's get to the other matter that we were going to discuss here, and that is a new coach in Boulder, Colorado, at the University of Colorado. So I am not put off in any way, shape, or form by Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State and going to the University of Colorado. I was not I mentioned this yesterday. It did not bother me that he basically got to UC and said, hey, guys, or maybe it's CU. I don't know what, how, how it uh, if the U is first or the C is first. It didn't bother me that he basically told players, get in the portal. That would just leave more room for the players who are coming in. He introduced his son as, here's your quarterback. He's going to have to earn it, but here's your quarterback. I'm going to guess no. He doesn't have to earn it. He's the quarterback. Because Dion's kid is a good quarterback. And look, they did a very good job at Jackson State. He really did. I mean, they're going to play, by the way, Jackson State's going to play NC Central uh, in the Celebration Bowl, right? That should be a heck of a game because Central had a good year, right? So, and look, I don't know if Central is at that level where Jackson State is playing football. Jackson State's undefeated. But it'll be interesting to watch that game anyway. Uh, So... But I wasn't put off by anything that Dion does. I think everything that we know about Dion is that everything is a show. Everything with Dion is for effect. A lot of times it's for Dion as much as anything else. Here's Bomani Jones on CNN uh, talking about Dion doing what everybody else does. Dion to other spent the last 35 years telling us there ain't but one Deion Sanders. And now he's telling us, go find somebody else to do what Deion Sanders does. You can't have this both ways. I don't judge him for taking the job at Colorado. They probably increased his salary by something like 15 times, mm-hmm. right? I totally get that. It all makes sense. But what he did was something that college coaches do all the time, which is you have to sell people four-year, ten-year plans when your plan is always one year at a time. That's the only way that you could really pull that off. And so he came in and he sold a long-term vision for what was going on at Jackson State, but his goals and ambitions were always to be a Power 5 head coach. My take has always been he went to Jackson State primarily because he wanted to be a head coach but didn't want to ever be anybody's assistant coach. So he had to find somebody that would give him a job and make him a head coach and so he could have that on his resume, and then he could take that to try to get the job that he actually wanted. Jackson State was the place that could do it, and he did a lot of good work while he was at Jackson State. But all the bigger, grandiose notions of what he was doing for somebody else, no, it was what it always is. He did it for Dion, and that's fine if you don't tell us that you're trying to do this for somebody else. See, that is an interesting part of this discussion because Dion did pose this as though he was doing it for HBCUs, to elevate HBCUs. And I think most of us thought at the beginning that he was doing it for Dion. I always thought that Dion was just trying to ultimately position himself to get the Florida State job. Mike Norvell now doing a very good job. So it doesn't appear that that job is going to be available to him, at least in the near future. Uh, Bomani continues, and he doesn't blame Dion. 
But I think the magnitude of the financial disparity is so much greater than anybody realizes. I think the magnitude of the financial disparity between HBCUs and other FCS schools, the smaller division in Division One, is bigger than people realize it is. So there's room to criticize him for the way that he has left and for the fact that his initial rhetoric is not in line with his ultimate. Well, what would you have him do? What, what would I you have the man do? Oh, well, I wouldn't have come in in the first place and said that God sent me here to fix HBCUs and God decided that in the middle of it, you were supposed to leave. <laughs> right. I mean, like the thing I've said is maybe God wants 10 percent of five mil and not 10 percent of 375. If God can do math, I can understand why it is. He sold <laughs> a dream and then walked out on the dream. People have the right to be critical of that. I also would have taken the job that he took at Colorado. Right. It's not a judgment of the fact that he took the job, but this is not in line with what he told us for all these years. Which, again, makes Dion like every other college coach. Or every other coach. They tell us what they think we want to hear. Rarely is it the truth. That's okay. We should know better by now. This is the Adam Gold Show.